0: Hey, everybody, welcome to Cloud of Compass podcast. This is Lori Smith, your host. You want to know more about me? Do you want to work with me? Do you like what I have to say? Um, do you want to write me hate mail? Check me out on social media. I'm at Cloud A Compass 2021 on TikTok and Cloud of Compass 2021 on Instagram. I started this podcast because I wanted to share my knowledge, skills, and experience as an LMSW of 20 years. I am a survivor of help that harmed. I have had mental health issues. My ACEs score is high. I've had a history of trauma, but I also have some professional skills, knowledge, and experience that you might benefit from. I have been a certified diabetes educator for 10 years. I have worked in um, doctor's offices as a care manager with chronic health issues. I am certified, um, I'm a certified anxiety treatment provider, certified um, trauma provider provider Certified in compassion fatigue, addiction-informed mental health, and most recently a human rights consultant. I am the author of the book Life Hacks with Life Hacks: Tips and Tricks for Accessing Your Inner Resilience. I am the owner of Resilience Coach, which is an outpatient behavioral health therapy, and most recently, I am the owner of Cloud Compass Coaching Consulting, um, which is part of this podcast. I have. Courses in um, recovery-oriented material, uh, neurodivergent um, information coming in. So I have courses, I have webinars, I have um, guests on my podcast, I have merchandise coming out soon. I have a link tree on my social media where you can access all of these things. I'd love for you to learn more about me, love to you to, for you to see if we are a good fit for working together. And in the month of December, I am hosting. A half-off special of my of my signature course um, because I want to share this information with the world. It is a six-week course with 12 sessions. Um, 12 videos of me. Um, Again, I'm a little neurodivergent, so it's a little, um, it's not what you're going to expect from a course on transformation, but it is useful information. It is what I have found practical in my practice. It has the 12 video sessions, but it also has 200 page workbook of tools for self-regulation. And we teach how to uncover your own innate skill set. This is why I called my company Clouded Compass, because there are things that we have not been pointed towards. And once we align with our internal assets, our life becomes um, a little bit Uh, 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 we become empowered period. So check me out, check me out on all my social media. Please leave comments. Let me know what you think. I would love to hear you. um, See you join my course and please leave comments about the podcast too. I'd love to know what your favorite um, podcasts are, which ones you think really suck and let's build community together. Let's educate, empower and evolve and let's uncover your own innate assets. Stay tuned. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Clouded Compass Podcast. Today's episode, we are going to talk about Drew Barrymore, her drama, and therapeutic ethics, if you'll stay with me. If you've noticed in the news, um, Drew Barrymore has been talking about her relationship with her therapist, and I kind of wanted to touch on that because that is not something that we talk about all the time, and it kind of touched a nerve for me um, professionally, ethically, and morally. Drew Barrymore and I go way back in terms of my admiration and respect for this woman, I remember being a child and she was sent off to psychiatric facilities. She was in the news at the age of nine. I remember a a picture of her. Drinking in a club at the age of nine, and you know her mother sent her off to a psychiatric facility in rehab and she wrote a book called Little Girl Lost She was in all those favorite movies from e t to the fairy tale movies she's had an incredible career she's also had a very messy life she's had a very messy life as a result of intergenerational trauma, and so that's kind of what I want to touch on because what she's talking about currently and i full caveat I have never watched her full show um I just uh I would love to, but I don't have enough time in my day, but I do keep up with what she's doing. She's an incredible world model. She's an incredible mother. I can see the transformation that she has had personally, but we're going to talk specifically about her use of alcohol. I really want to talk about why it's important to have a good therapeutic relationship with somebody because what I'm reading in the news, A, we know that's not the whole story, but I do want to touch on it because it is really, really, really not helpful to have this picture painted in the public. What I mean by that is Drew Barrymore, the way that is being portrayed in her quotes is that she's blaming herself for her therapist quitting her. And I'm using that in quotes. Oh, he, I just can't take it anymore or I can't do this anymore is what her therapist said. First of all, if any therapist ever says that to you, it is time to run. Okay. That's number one. Second of all, there are many, 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 many of my peer professional trained therapists who are not well versed in substance use, are not well versed in the current treatment modalities for substance use, and are full of what's called implicit bias for any diagnosis, whether that's borderline, narcissism, uh, substance use. We are human. We have our own um sometimes internal barriers. There was a while in my career that I could not work with domestic violence victims. That is just, it was too close to uh, my own life experience. So I was not able to be objective with that population. Uh, There was a certain time in my career that I needed to step away from working with child sexual abuse, because again, that was um, impacting me in ways that were not helpful to my clients. So it's really important for therapists to know their own boundaries and their own um, who they work well with and who they don't. I am sure this is a very competent qualified therapist that she was working with. I hope it was. However, a therapeutic excuse me, a therapeutic relationship is one that should be fueled and filled with what we call repair. That means that we are not the ones that will stop on you. If we need to stop, it is not because it's a personal failing of a client. Rather, it's probably because we need to take care of ourselves. But telling somebody that I just can't do this anymore is probably um, unethical in the least. But as a licensed professional, we should have the skills and savvy to, to ethically and morally um, transition a relationship uh from from a a, you know a weekly session to some other format or treatment that is better suited for the client now again i don't know all the whole story but here's my take on it drew barrymore drank she probably drank more than she was comfortable with the therapist was probably tired of the same thing over and over it does not matter i don't care if the therapist is upset that's the therapist's professional skill set in a therapeutic relationship to understand a client and where they're coming from. Maybe the therapist had their own issues going on, but the client does not deserve a rejection from a therapist. That is the that is often an incredibly harmful thing. And unfortunately, we have an entire field of substance use, which does that quite often. If you do not do it my way, then I will quit you, says the therapist or the treatment center or the um regulation committee or whoever it is and that's just not what the data shows is an effective strategy it's in fact harmful and it's often re-traumatizing precisely because most most of the people not all but most of the people dealing with unwanted habits or behaviors such as substance use have a history of trauma not only that it's developmental trauma not only that it's intergenerational trauma and not only that it has a direct impact on what we call their attachment relation, uh, the attachment styles that they have. And if you are impacting that as a therapist, you need to be understanding how that is going to impact your client because that is worthy of a board complaint if somebody fires me because I'm not doing what they think I should be doing with my life. That's not what a therapist does. A therapist is there to guide you, to offer their skills, knowledge, and experience, their expertise, but they are an expert They are an expert. They are not an expert in your own life. Drew Barrymore is an expert in her own life. You are an expert in your own life. How I know that is because you are here listening to this podcast. You may not think you're an expert in your own life. Totally fine. You may not see that you're an expert in your life. Totally fine. However, without even meeting you, I already know that you have survived 100% of the day so far, and that by default includes your capabilities, abilities, and knowledge, skills, and experience. It doesn't have to be perfect, but you have absolutely survived 100% of your days. So in that, you are the expert or you wouldn't have survived. You are the only expert that can determine how you're going to move forward. You are the only person that can decide how to move forward, what choices, what confidence you have, et cetera, and so on. A therapist's job is to, to reflect to you the best parts of yourself. A therapist's job is to reflect to you areas that um, may be concerning. A therapist's job is to help you decide what is best for you. And in the field of substance use, it's critically important that somebody is trained in what's called motivational interviewing and harm reduction and no factual point that women with a history of trauma and or sexual abuse tend to fail out of programs that are too rigid or to um, black and white, to either or, to to um, because we have a, a inclination towards people-pleasing and perfectionism. So we automatically will defer in, innocently in most cases over and over again in our lives. We will innocently defer to your thoughts about how we should live our lives, your opinion about how we should live our lives, your opinion about us, your um, needs over ours. And so when a therapist kind of takes advantage of that, those behaviors by saying, well, I just can't do this anymore and, and, and forces our hand that, that confrontation style was popular in the seventies. And guess what? The people in the seventies had kids and we all ain't doing that great, by the way. And we had kids who aren't even doing that great. And look at all the school shootings and the bullying and all of that stuff that we're, we're currently accepting the, the, the dehumanization of women, um, by po- populations, et cetera, and so on sorry, got off on a tangent, back to Drew Barrymore in the drinking and a therapist who should have the training and skills to say something different. So I'm going to share with you a personal story about one of my clients. Um, This client was doing some very self-destructive behaviors, as is common with a woman with a history of trauma or a man with a history of trauma. Self-harm is quite common when you have low self-worth. And it was kind of a cycle of repeat, right? We were coming up against the same things, talking about the same things, discussing the same strategies. And that is not a sign that the that the the client is not progressing. That is a sign that the treatment doesn't fit the client. The treatment doesn't fit the client because if it did, the client would make progress. And I don't mean progress as in not drinking. I mean progress as in taking personal agency, Making personal choices, deciding, doubling down on what's right for us and what's wrong for us, and then that way, Drew Barrymore gets kudos because she walked away and she figured out what was best for her. When I there's one time in my life where I've had to, um, I didn't even discharge this client, but when when we come to sort of a, halt, uh, a a halt in growth, if you will, in in sessions, it is most of the time a result that the a result of the treatment not fitting the client, so what I have said to a client is that you know what? listen what what do you have any ideas on what we could do? Do you want to do anything differently? Where do you think we're at? How do you think we're doing? What do you think that you need? How do you think things are going, et cetera, and so on. okay, so you want to put the choice into the client's hands. You also do not need to be pathologizing somebody's behavior. That is not what I do as a provider. I diagnose. That is the least important thing when I come across a client. The most important thing to me is that that client gain, regain a, an internal, what we call an internal locus of control, so that they then can decide for themselves what to do best. So when, when a therapist tells you it's not working, run. But more importantly, there are ethical ways to transition a client. With this one client that, that we were kind of getting stuck, it is sometimes appropriate to take a break from therapy. Why? Because you're running up against the same things. Why? Because maybe the um, therapist-client relationship isn't effective anymore. Why? Because maybe the treatment modality isn't quite effective for the stage of change that the client is ready for. Maybe the client is moving back and forth um, in the stages of change, but there are treatment modalities for every stage. So it doesn't really matter where you're at There is something that will assist you. It's really unfortunate to me to see a therapist fire a client because they were somehow misbehaving. Listen, clients come to us because people have told them their entire lives they're doing something wrong. Or if the outside world hasn't told you, you're probably telling yourself that you're doing it wrong. Because we again, trauma survivors aim for perfection. We aim for we we don't have a good sense of our own self regulation. We will often soothe through self medicating or self harm, and it's a double edged sword because it feels good to disassociate into these things, but it also feeds our our belief that we have low self worth. It feeds our um, you know self harm is a way to mitigate the incredible internal distress that we're dealing with. So whether it's cutting or drinking or gambling or, or um, cheating on your spouse or whatever, we will, that's, that used to call that self-sabotage. Now I call it like, it's called self-soothing. It's, it's, it's a deferred way to get our needs met. So if somebody is telling you that the way you're getting your needs met isn't okay, that It's not good enough. It isn't, quote unquote, the right way. As I saw this this therapist quote back, well, she did what was right for her. First of all, a therapist doesn't know what's right for their clients. That is not our job. It is the client's job to figure out what's right with them with our support, empowerment, our expertise, etc. We can give information, we can give tools, but the 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 client is in the driver's seat the entire time. So this is really a call. To help that harms, which happens over and over and over and over and over again in the substance use community. So as far as Drew Barrymore, what I see happening with her, by the way, I'm going to bring up another client. There was a client once who um, were started touching themselves in a session. I didn't fire that client. That is not, <laughs> that is not, I, the option really wasn't there to, to to sort of disengage with that client at the time because of the position I worked in and et cetera, but Again, when we talk about repair and relationships, it is not about a therapist telling a client to do right or wrong. My job was to tell the client that that was a very uncomfortable situation, and if that continues, we might need to go to a plan B, which does not include my services, and that's okay that he does that, but I am not comfortable with uh, that person doing that in front of me. So there are ways to handle this and finesse it and nuance it that meet the need of the client. This person aside from this action had a lot of trauma in their life too that is not an excuse for their behavior it's a context for their behavior so it's really important that you find a therapist that you jive with that you relate with that you can what we call co-regulate with and if the therapist is good at their job they will know how to do that with you so these are none of the things you have to worry about, but they are things to be informed about because the the therapist that tells you you're doing something wrong and don't come back until you get it quote unquote right is a therapist you need to fire. They are not meeting you where they're at, where you're at, which is the first tenet of harm reduction therapy, and they are not hearing your needs. The need that you had, the need that Drew Barrymore had, was to disassociate from her life because the pain was so severe that she was escaping into the use of substances Okay, not healthy for her kids. Guess what else isn't healthy for our kids? Developmental trauma, which causes brain damage for the rest of their lives. If more people knew that, we might be caring a little bit more about childhood trauma and intergenerational trauma. But the 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 fact that it's impairing the the work of the brain implies by default that somebody as an adult is not going to with a history of trauma is not going to have the same executive functioning that somebody without trauma is able to access. Not that they don't have it, but they can't access it because they're stuck in the fight, flight, freezer, fawn response. And if you don't know that as a therapist, you are harming your clients. I will say it till the end of my day. So Drew Barrymore is doing what she does, um, what she needs to do. I I, I swear to God, I hope she works with a different therapist now because this really rubbed me the wrong way, partially because I've been um, the recipient of help that harmed, partially because I've seen ineffective treatment in my peer provider's partially because I've seen my provider peers harm clients over and over and over again. And I am not saying I'm innocent from that, but I am saying if you don't update your skill set to meet what the client population needs that you're working with, you are harming somebody. So make sure that your therapist is trauma-informed in the least. Trauma-focused is a more helpful term and is knowledgeable about the many, 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 many ways and pathways to recovery from any unwanted behavior. SAMHSA has these. The um, NADAC, ASAM, all of the, the national players now acknowledge freely that abstinence from an unwanted behavior is not the criteria for recovery. In fact, it's the least important criteria for recovery. What is more important is that somebody builds empowerment, which is gained through knowledge, skills, experience, belonging, confidence. And and has their basic needs met. If somebody doesn't have their basic needs met for belonging and connection and community and support, why would they stop doing the behavior? Come on, guys. We start doing these behaviors for useful for useful reasons. They are useful behaviors. They may be causing harm in our life, but they get the fucking job done. It may be messy. It may not be where we want to go, and that is totally okay. But we need somebody to walk with us and invite us to practice new behaviors, not live under the threat of um, uh, rejection if we fail. Because again, for a trauma survivor, specifically women with a history of trauma, we are wired to meet your needs above our own. And so if I'm trying to people please for my therapist, that's not therapy. That's a that that, that that is kind of an unhealthy relationship dynamic, and the therapist should know better. The therapist should be well-versed enough to know better. Otherwise, it's unethical and worthy of a board complaint. So that's what I got to say on that. Drew Barrymore is an amazing human being. She's overcome a lot. I respect her highly. I have a lot in common with this person, and I just wanted to comment on some local um, news stories. Let me know what you think in the comments, and um, share this podcast if it's helpful. Talk to you next time. Hey everybody, welcome to Cloud A Compass Podcast. This is Lori Smith, your host. You wanna know more about me? Do you wanna work with me? Do you like what I have to say? Um, do you wanna write me hate mail? Check me out on social media. I'm at Cloud Compass 2021 on TikTok and Cloud Compass 2021 on Instagram. I started this podcast because I wanted to share my knowledge, skills, and experience as an LMSW of 20 years. I am a survivor of help that harmed. I have had mental health issues. My ACEs score is high. I've had a history of trauma, but I also have some professional skills, knowledge, and experience that you might benefit from. I have been a certified diabetes educator for 10 years. I have worked in um, doctor's offices as a care manager with chronic health issues, I am certified. Um, I'm a certified anxiety treatment provider, certified um, trauma provider, certified in compassion fatigue, addiction-informed mental health, and most recently a human rights consultant. I am the author of the book Life Hacks with Life Hacks: Tips and Tricks for Accessing Your Inner Resilience. I am the owner of Resilience Coach, which is an outpatient behavioral health therapy, and most recently I am the owner of Cloud a Compass Coaching Consulting. Um, which is part of this podcast. I have courses in um, recovery-oriented material, uh, neurodivergent um, information coming in. So I have courses, I have webinars, I have um, guests on my podcast, I have merchandise coming out soon. I have a link tree on my social media where you can access all of these things. I'd love for you to learn more about me. Love to you to for you to see if we are a good fit for working together and in the month of december i am hosting a half off special of my of my signature course um, because i want to share this information with the world it is a six week course with 12 sessions Um, 12 videos of me. Um, Again, I'm a little neurodivergent, so it's a little, um, it's not what you're going to expect from a course on transformation, but it is useful information. It is what I have found practical in my practice. It has the 12 video sessions, but it also has 200 page workbook of tools for self-regulation. And we teach how to uncover your own innate skill set. This is why I called my company Clouded Compass, because there are things that we have not been pointed towards. And once we align with our internal assets, our life becomes um, a little bit Uh, 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 we become empowered period. So check me out, check me out on all my social media. Please leave comments. Let me know what you think. I would love to hear you, um, see you join my course and please leave comments about the podcast too. I'd love to know what your favorite um, podcasts are, which ones you think really suck and let's build community together. Let's educate, empower and evolve and let's uncover your own innate assets. Stay tuned.